Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome everybody to Uncluttered and Unfiltered where, you know, I feel like it's worth saying every now and again that we are so much more we feel than a podcast. We feel like we are a whole community. My name is Eden and Christine is with me and you heard from our introduction who we are, but really what we feel this is, is your friend group. Welcome to your friend yes. group. And we have a whole Facebook community called Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only that we urge you to join as soon as you're done listening to this episode. You can go back and get caught up. We have a year and a half's worth, and yes. we are just thrilled to have you here. So we always say if you are a woman 50 and over, you have found your people. Yep. We hope you feel that way. Today, we, um, first of all, I'm laughing in that you did a little bit of research to prepare for today's topic. And you discovered what the different generation year cutoffs were. Yes. And you didn't know you were a boomer. I'm a boomer. I, I always, for some reason, thought it was like like someone 10 years older than me, like people in their 70s. Uh-huh. So, wow, that was shocking. I think that you are on the very first year of being a boomer. Is that correct? Uh, no, I'm the, I was born in 62. The okay. cutoff is 64. Okay. And I was 66 and 65 is Gen X. So I'm barely Gen X. Yes. Almost a boomer. Tell us all the years actually. Okay. So it. boomers are 1946 to 1964. Gen X is 1965 to 1980. And millennials are 1981 to 1996. And then it's Gen Z. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the reason we bring all of this up is Christine found this great article where they went on Reddit, which if you're a boomer or a very late Gen X, you may not know Reddit is. Yes, please explain. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a form of social media, but they ask different questions. There are some people who are admitting that the boomers got it right. Yes. So let's talk on about the, the 19 things yep. they think on this on this page that the boomers actually Nailed. So the first one is app exhaustion. And that is when anything you're trying to do, you have to download an app to do it. And even the younger than us people are saying enough. Let us just go on. Do I have to download the app to get the coupon? But everything's an app. Everything's an app or a a portal. Yes. Everything. I, I can't stand it. It's just another, uh, password you have to remember the app never works right never i mean 
I don't know oh, about you. I have that with my insurance company all the time. I'm like, can you do, you're my agent. Can you right. just please do it? I can't figure out the app. Right, right. Oh, I totally agree. It is an app exhaustion. App exhaustion. Yes. So, so millennials on Reddit have agreed yes. that app exhaustion, The it wasn't just the boomers being like, I can't figure it out. They right. finally have said, no, you know what? You're right. Dealing with a human exceeds dealing right. with an app. I agree. Let kids play. There was a while where that sounded an awful lot like something that just grannies and grandpas would say, but now these millennials are parents themselves and they're ready to see their kids get off the screens. I 100% agree with that. I can't tell you how many times when I'm out to dinner or lunch or somewhere and the parents are on their phones, the kids are on their iPads, there's no communication going on, everybody's ignoring everybody, and I just I don't know. I think at my age, I mean, my kids are grown and I'm an empty nester. And I just feel that, you know, one of my big things that I always say, if I could redo it all over again, it would just be to talk even more. And we didn't have phones. We didn't have all that. So, you know, I just think any kind of technology nowadays has caused, you know, an issue for parents. And it's interesting to see generations younger than us actually agree with that pricey concerts Mm. you haven't seen a pricey concert unless you're walking the earth these days we used to think it was crazy when ticket prices went from 40 to 80 dollars yeah now you can't touch a really primo show for less than five six seven hundred dollars well and not only that if you're if you don't pay that much you're in the nosebleed and how much you pay for a drink or something to eat. I mean, it's astronomical. It is. So, so you really have to like the person if you're going to go to the concert because it's it's an event now. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go listen to some music. It's an event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The um, phones at concerts, phones at things. So there was a time where I know like it, it seemed like it would be like a boomer thing to say, like, just experience the moment. You don't need to always have your phone out. Well, now, again, on Reddit, these millennials are saying, yeah, you know what? You guys got that right, too. We don't need everybody's phones up in front of our faces recording a show. We paid $700 to go see. Like, let's be in the moment. Yeah. And are you ever really going to go back and watch all these videos you've recorded at every single Mm -hmm. concert? You're not. I, 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 that is like my pet peeve. I stopped going, I went to John Legend one time and we were in the Florida theater, which is a smaller theater. And the whole entire time I had someone right in front of me and next to me and the other side with their phones. And I love John Legend. I, I never even got to really hear him sing because everybody had their phones up. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing this again. I mean, it just, it ruined the whole experience. Yes. I do sound like a boomer, but yeah, but that's the thing that that's what we're saying. It's like, if you really stop to think about it, I think more and more people are starting to realize like those things actually do make a little bit of sense. They're not just crotchety things to say. Um, bring back knobs. I laughed so hard at this when I, (laughs) when I first got out of college my first car was a Jetta and it was a Volkswagen Jetta from the eighties. And it had these interesting like buttons you push. They weren't even knobs. They were just like these clicky, really clicky, delicious to push buttons. And people are tired of the touch screens in their cars. They don't feel as comfortable and as in control using touch screens as much as they are 
with turning knobs. Well, I just got a new car and the whole thing is a touchscreen. And I have to tell you, I cannot stand it. I mean, really, I it is so annoying. First of all, I think you take your eyes off the road more to try to work your touchscreen. So I, I don't understand that. I thought we were trying to go away from that. The second thing is I don't know how to work anything. I don't know how to make it go backwards. Like if you want to listen to something. (laughs) So my husband got in the car the other day. He goes, so how do you do this? I go, I have no clue. And I've had the car like five months. I have no idea. So I end up doing everything through my phone. Just, you know, old fashioned where I'm listening to everything through my phone. Isn't it funny that that's considered old fashioned? Yes. Yes, that it goes, it connects to the car, but I don't have to touch the touch screen. And so, yes, give me my knobs back for my AC. That's another thing that drives me nuts. Like, I just want to turn it up and down. I don't need to, you know, yes, 100% on that. I drove around for a week with the dashboard instrument lights (laughs) not being all the way bright because I couldn't figure it out. I was certain it had to be something on the touch screen. And then finally... I said, as soon as I get where I'm going, I'm pulling the manual up online and I'm going to find this out. And it, sure enough, it was an actual dial down by where the um, the uh, gas in opener thing, thing. Yeah, it was old fashioned. Yeah, I didn't have an, I had no idea. Right. So I, anyway, Ugh. bad customer service. Ugh, don't get me started I feel like, on that. You know, raising entitled kids. I feel like yeah. those are things that everybody can agree. You would be surprised to find out that there was a time when people thought that was okay. And that was just us old folks having little, but now that you're in the driver's seat, you're raising a family, you're trying to get things done for yourself, maybe get a prescription filled, maybe get something repaired. Now all of a sudden you're realizing that bad customer service, that is a true problem. Well, and also I don't, I what did, what did we say that was before the millennials? I don't think they care. I think they like to do everything via text messaging and emailing, which takes so much more time than just hopping on a quick call and saying, you know, what is your thought on this? The amount of time I spend going back and forth with text messages and emails, I could have had the whole thing done in one phone call. So I still think the very younger generation does not like to talk on the phone and doesn't really care about reaching a person at customer service. But these groups, the boomers, the Gen Xers and the millennials are all on the same page now. (laughs) I have to laugh at this one because even though I consider myself pretty environmentally active as far as I don't like to do bottled water so much, if I can do a reusable cup, I try to stay away from the paper plates, Mm -hmm. paper straws. This is to me one of the most repulsive inventions known to man. I can't even, I I, I don't even know what to say about it. That's how much I don't like. Don't use a straw. That's fine. I, I I, I, I can, I can say if you don't want a straw, don't use a straw. I won't use a straw or I'll use a reusable straw, but please don't give me a paper straw because already it's making me get the icks. Well, you'll stir your drink. Like if you have an iced tea, <laughs> like two times and then it's bent over and broken in my drink. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want a broken straw sitting in my drink. So then you, I don't, I don't get the point of it. It's not yeah. functional. We can do without a straw if we need to. I would. We definitely. Now this, this other one, face tattoos, I think. I, I don't really think there was ever a time where uh, a boomer, somebody's grandma said, 
face tattoos aren't great. And that, and that Gen Z person said, oh, grandma, you just don't get it. I think either you are a face tattoo person or you're not. I don't think there's like a lot of, like, I don't think your daughters would defend the face tattoo. I, I mean, I know I'm going to sound old right now. I just think having a tattoo on your face is so permanent. And the decisions you make when you're young you regret when you're older, especially like if it's on your arm, you can wear a shirt. If it's on your back, you could cover it up right. or a pair of pants. But when it's on your face, there's no covering that up. And then you have to get it lasered off, which costs a lot of money and hurts like a, you know what? So sometimes you should stop, give it 24 hours, <laughs> think about the consequences down the road. That's what I think. I, I tend to agree with you. I'm very curious about this one. Once again, if you're um, still trying to follow along with what we're talking about, these are things that boomers have said forever, but suddenly these other generations are coming along and seeing the light. Yes. I'm curious as a grandmother, your thought on gender reveals. The worst idea ever. Okay. The worst idea ever. Yeah. So there was a time when these got very popular and I was invited to one where, and I was like, what is it? I don't even understand. We didn't do this. Who knows the, so, okay. So the doctor gives a sealed envelope. Tell me again, how is this? And I didn't quite understand it. And now people are starting to get a little fatigued, I think. Well, because they've burnt houses down. (laughs) They've shot like die in your, your pregnant wife's eye. I mean, whoever came up with this and they made gender reveals nicer than baby showers. Mm-hmm. So what was the point of having a baby shower if the gen because now you're having to compete all the time. Oh, her gender reveal was phenomenal. My gender reveal, you know, I had seven people. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think I'm so glad that has fizzled. Now, if you want to have like for my daughter when she was pregnant, she had her friend keep the envelope and then we opened it at dinner with just like the six of us. And the glitter that she put in would fall on the table if it was pink or blue. That's just your family sitting at a Mm -hmm. dinner table. You're not like, so it's, that's cute. I think those ideas of how to find out if it's a boy or girl is cute and it's family oriented, but those gender reveals, I I, I've never seen parties like that. I mean, they're huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I really like the, uh, the very country ones, like with the shotguns and all (laughs) Shooting at shooting at something, and then it's like a pinata, but you've shot at it. Uh, let's see, what else did we have on this list? Um, people are too sensitive. People are extremely sensitive, and I think people are starting to realize it's one thing to be kind and 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 take into account everybody's sensitivities, but people do tend to look for ways to have their feelings hurt. Sometimes. Yes, I think so too. And um, there's a difference between being sensitive and being practical. Like, is this really, really what you're upset about? Or mm-hmm. have you had too much time on your hands to really think of something to be upset about? Good call. Yeah, exactly. Um, this one TV sounds terrible. I don't care for when the commercials get really super loud and then the TV starts back up and it gets low again. So I don't know if that's what they mean. What do they mean? No, they mean, okay. So whenever I'm watching something, all of a sudden I have to turn it up on the remote like so high. But then when you switch channels, it's totally different on another station or another program. I also don't like how dark everything is. Like if, you know, when you're watching something on HBO or Showtime, you could barely 
find the characters, some of the the shows are shot so dark. Do you have we talked about this? Do you watch with subtitles on? Absolutely. I you have, have to watch to. with subtitles on. Have now. to. Have to. And the kids think that's crazy. No, I have to. I have to because also if I don't have it up super loud. I have no idea what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I just see like their mouths moving. So I agree with that. I don't know what's going on in the world with the whole sound on TV, but I think that's annoying as well. Headlights are getting too bright. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wear contacts. So I, at night, it's already hard for me to focus far away So when someone's LED bright lights are shining right in my eye, I mean, that's so dangerous. I think these LED lights in cars at night are blinding. The story I have to be a second part of my story of when I didn't know how to dim my or turn up my my instruments light. I was riding to work one day and it, it was dim like that too. It was another day that it was dim, but so did all of the headlights. So were all of the headlights and the, and the traffic lights coming at me. And I thought something was really wrong with me. I'm like, what is going on? Is there like some kind of power grid thing happening? Is America under siege? Right. Am I, am I going blind? Do I have a tumor? Right. I, I had my sunglasses on. <gasps> Oh my God. I have two pairs of glasses on my dashboard. One is my sunglasses and one is my regular. I put my sunglasses on. It was nighttime. It's actually, oh my gosh. It's actually early morning and I'm just driving my sunglasses thinking I was having a stroke. Oh my God. That is so funny. It's very me. Okay. The final thing on this list, and, and I'll admit to you, I had to, um, to everybody, I had to kind of explain this one because it wasn't a phrase you were familiar with. No. Hey, get off my lawn. No. Um, that's kind of in pop culture become synonymous with a cranky old geezer oh. in your neighborhood. Like, mm-hmm. get off my lawn, kids. And the get off my lawn is on this list because I think it's because people are starting to understand why the older folks in your neighborhood when you were growing up didn't necessarily want you running all over their lawn with your your toys and your balls and your dogs and everything because if you're trying to grow a lawn it's not conducive now i don't think i'd ever chase kids off my lawn i'd rather not be that neighbor right but but they're start now that these millennials are starting to have their own homes and they're the ones going out buying the sod and they're laying it and know how expensive it is starting to understand why maybe there's a little bit of get off my lawn that happens at a certain age well, it, it, nowadays, especially, it's very expensive to resize your lawn. Right. So I think it's interesting to see that there's a season and you go through it and you make all these declarations. And then later on, the younger generation starts to see that you're not as crazy or crotchety yep. as they thought all along. I, I, and I love that this is saying that, you know, maybe you do know something, you know, yeah. or maybe it's, it's like that satisfying moment when you, as a parent, have one of your kids say to you, I finally understand why mm-hmm. you don't want all my laundry on the dining room table yes. all day long. Or when your daughter understands a little bit better about something where when you were raising her, right. you would say, don't do this, don't right. do that. Right. So I think we all can think of those things. If you have something you want to add to that list, by all means, let us know over on our community page that we started this episode by inviting you to be a part of, which is Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only. We're also on all of the socials. Yes. Pinterest, TikTok, YouTube. TikTok, we never go to. It just automatically (laughs) puts our stuff on there. Instagram, of course. Facebook, you name it. 
subscribe, like, review. These are all things that help get the word out. Another thing you can really do is tell a friend. Yes. Share, share us with your friends, especially the ladies over 50. They'll love it. Please do. And remember that, that eye roll that you get because you've said something that maybe someone younger than you thinks is old and crotchety. Just let it go. And don't look back. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.